I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. At some point, you gotta decide for yourself who you want. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? Hi, this is Mark Kermo. Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film Podcast. I'm joined once again by Jack Howard. Hello, Jack. Hello. We are counting down our top ten best and worst films of the year. We're there also is... in a little bit of a rush. We're in a little bit of a rush. <laughs> we have exactly 29 minutes to do this. <laughs> so uh, we've already done our top, because we're doing five each, five times two is ten. So we've done our best uh, of the year. We've also done number five to number three, or my number three of our worst of the year. No, my number three of oh, worst. Oh, your number three of worst of the year. Yes. So we pick it up with my number three of worst of the we year. We are. Okay. So in that case, let's crack straight on. My number three of worst films of the year was Halloween Kills. Oh, I haven't seen it because I heard it was crap. What a stinker. And yeah. here's the terrifying thing about Halloween Kills. Go on. Nothing in the film. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing in the film. What's really, really disappointing about it is that the rebooted Halloween... I mean, Halloween has been rebooted, reinvented, rethought, rethunk so many times, but the rebooted Halloween, which put Jamie Lee Curtis absolutely centre stage and made it a film about, you know, PTSD. And so it was like, wow, this is great. You found a way of making Halloween interesting. And suddenly all this is like, great. It's now I'm invested. And now there's going to be two more, two two more. Oh, okay, fine. So, uh, So, yeah, so now... Oh no! This is just same Halloween. again. This is literally right back to because Halloween, you know, Halloween, great. Halloween two, yeah. season of the witch, fine. Halloween four, which was the first film I reviewed for Time Out. Return of re- Mike- re- it's return of re- revenge, re- re- revenge, return, revenge of Michael back Myers. The, he's, he's, he's still, back. He's we're, not pr- dead. we're sorry that he we was, didn't put him in the yeah, third one. No, he was the, yes, that's right. <laughs> which actually was much better for the fact that you didn't put him in the third one. And it was just like, I interviewed Peter Straub, who was the author of Ghost Story, around about the same time that that Halloween 4 was out. And he said, have you seen the new Halloween movie? He said, it is literally a guy in a mask and a knife, and that's it. Yeah. And Halloween Kills, it's like a guy in a mask. And they blow him up, they shoot, and they set fire to him, the thing, but no, he's still coming. And then there's a plot thing when there's Jamie Lee Curtis, it picks up exactly where the last one finished. Right? No, no, she's in the thing, and then he's going there, but he's yeah, going there. Don't they there, lock her got... down for a bit? He's, like, she's in he... hospital yeah. most of the time. Boring. Most of the time she's in hospital. And then they say, he's going to the park, he's going to the house, he's going to the hospital, he's going to he's going to the thing, and it just... Remember like... this person? Yeah, they're old, oh, they're dead. Uh, and it's absolutely mind-buggeringly dull. And I just... I think that's why I didn't see it, because I just saw the trailer and was like, yeah, it looks like a Halloween film. Yeah, yeah. and you know, the, you know what the final one is called? Uh, dies? Halloween... Ends? Dies? Is, what is Kill- it? This one's called Kills. Is it Ends? Halloween... 
Who knows? Is it ends? I think it's dies. I don't know. Hang on, I'll, let me look it but up. But while you're looking that up, do you yeah. do you know that the you know the the revenge the 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 fourth, fifth, and sixth Halloween movies, the original yeah. ones, go on. have the same titles as Pink Panther, Pink Panther movies? Do they? Okay, go on. So it's the Revenge of Michael Myers. Yep. Which is like the Revenge of the Pink Panther or the Return or something like that, and then the fifth one. Oh, no, I'm looking things up now. <laughs> Hang on. Is it called Halloween Dies, the last one? That's what I was thinking. I think it is, but I'm. let me just... I mean, it's like, this is the point. We we, act, we, we neither know or frankly care. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So where are we? Here we go. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, here we go. Revenge of the Pink Panther. Curse of the Pink Panther. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Return okay. of the Pink yeah. So they've, they've, they, they, that's you don't want a comparison to that, do you? No, you don't. You <laughs> really Halloween don't. movies. <laughs> oh, those those films are terrible as well. Like, and they start doing all the curse stuff, the curse of you know all the, the the fact that he's passing it on to this new girl. Oh my god. I know. Rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. And then Rob Zombie, when oh this kid, he became Michael Myers, and they made it less like spooky like boogeyman stuff and more like oh actually he could be just a school shooter I think it's called Halloween Ends hang on yeah so it's called the last one's called Halloween Ends and uh, I don't believe them and, and it's not going to yeah <laughs> so anyway that's so that was my choice so where are you now okay so my second worst film of the year Venom Let There Be Carnage oh really yeah oh I'm so disappointed oh did you like it yes why because it was funny. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, this is the thing: is that like I, when I was watching it, I was like laughing at it, but then afterwards, I was like, that was rubbish. But this is the thing: is that I thought that there were some like interesting ideas in it yeah. that it was just sort of plowing through, and it was like, <laughs> and and it was just kind of weird. And I think it has some interesting kind of uh, scenes in it. Like, I like all the weird uh, stuff where they separate and Venom weirdly becomes a gay icon <laughs> and without knowing. just goes to a club and he just starts relating to, to the LGBTQ community without really realising that's what he's doing. Yeah. So it's got, like, some fun stuff in there, but then, like... I'm also just like, oh, what are Sony doing? Like, and, and, and what what is all this for? Like, like it's just... It's the cynical version of the Marvel stuff to me. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, it's it's like the, it's just smashy crashy. We're trying to get on the back of that. We want to do our own cinematic universe as well. It's it, and all of it really is leading towards that end credit sequence where he thinks himself into the MCU. Um, I kind of enjoyed it. I sort of you know I thought. It, I can see why. It, it, did you did you think it was better or worse than Venom? Oh, yeah, probably better. Just probably because it was swifter. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was... Uh, here's the thing, you know, I saw it in 4DX. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so, wow. So, Literally you know, being shaken it's, around. It's like, it's like watching it on a roller coaster. Yeah. Really, really, really terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Spraying stuff at you. <laughs> How was that experience? I enjoyed it. It was the yeah. right film to see in 4DX, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, I liked it. I mean, you, you, you don't think Andy Serkis did a decent job directing it? I think it was okay. Look... Yeah, like, I, I, I think really like my problems with it are just in terms of how like swiftly it's dealing with all of its all of its content yeah. in, within it. Like I quite like the idea of Cletus Cassidy 
the the serial killer who becomes yeah, Carnage, yeah, yeah, yeah. feeding Eddie Brock a bunch of stuff about like where he dug up where only because he later digs up all of his uh, you know the the, the um, the murders that he'd done that had never been found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like. It feels like a David Fincher plot, like serial killer feeding information to a to a journalist like that. But uh, it, I, it just sort of happens. Just and, like, and like, you don't even I see like them. the idea of you comparing Venom yeah. to Let There Be College to David Fincher. <laughs> David Fincher's Venom to Let There Be College, I think, probably would be a different movie. Do you see what I mean? But like, I would see that. <laughs> I would see that. Yeah, and then it was also like. I don't know. I, I just, I just thought it was pants. Like, I, I, I was laughing at it the whole time. Okay, but yeah, I didn't think it was any good. I confess that I was laughing with it. Fair. I mean, I, you know, I, I did enjoy. It. I thought the jokes were funny. I thought the whole thing, but Eddie, you know, which I, which I found sausages. very, very annoying in the first. Just like, do you know where that? You know what sausages? I oh, know. Never mind. It's a, it's a, okay for people who are as old as me. That's life. Sausages. I can't even begin oh, to explain. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll, you know. It's, anyway, I thought that the jokes were funny, and I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed it. And I said, I think a couple of times in my review, you know, I'm surprised by how funny it is. I'm surprised by how funny it is. And I think I'm even quoted on the sleeve of the DVD saying, right. "I'm surprised by how funny it is." <laughs> I think it's interesting as well watching that movie and being like, it feels like they're trying to make an early 2000s or late 90s Jim Carrey film. But, oh, what, you mean like The Mask or something? Or something like that, yeah. Like, it feels like it's it would be that kind of film, but it just has Tom Hardy in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just... just I, I think it's similar to how you feel about um, your... The worst one, the one that you said, the Silent Night film that you, yeah, 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 yeah. I almost, I, like, you, you wanted it, you wanted, wanted to like it more, yeah, because I, okay. I like the Venom character, and I also, I think a, a frustration I have as well is that the idea of it from the comics and the cartoons and things like that is that it is literally about like bringing out the dark side of a character, yeah, and in this, Venom is very much his own character, like Venom and Eddie are different, yeah. and Venom has his own personality, and these things, and like, I guess it would be different depending on who he would bond with. But I, uh, yeah, I'm just watching it, being like, "Oh, this isn't quite what Venom is to me." Okay, okay. I don't know. It, it's it's okay. It's... Well, I, you know, I en- I enjoyed it. I know that uh, you know a lot of people didn't enjoy it as much as I did, but I thought it was fine. Oh. What's happening? What the hell is that? Oh, that's uh, that, that's just a towel. Where are we? What did you do? It wasn't me. Shocking revelation brought to light by yours truly has only raised more what? 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 What, what is this? Of Peter Parker, aka Spider-Man, aka the Spider Menace. But rest assured, dear viewers, we here at the Daily Bugle will not rest until we've uncovered the web of lies. I'm Jay Jonah Jameson. Good night. And God help us all, dude. What are you doing in my room? Uh, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. My number two, shoplifters of the world. Okay. We talked about this before. This is the the film that Morrissey approved of. Um, <laughs> uh, this it's a film based on a bit of uh, Smith's fan trivia, uh, and the story is that when the Smiths break up, a young man goes to a local record station, that is radio station that is playing, you know, like heavy rock and demands that the man play nothing but Smith's records. And the DJ is kind of like, you know, he's, he's broken in and, oh, it's the thing, and now we have to play Smith's records. And then they play the Smith's records, and during the course of it, he and the DJ kind of, they discover that they have things in, in, you know, in similar. But meanwhile, out in the world, all these Smith's fans who are also they're heartbroken because the Smith's have broken up, they all come and they flock around the stations. It's like a, it's like a heist, a siege movie, but it's about playing the Smith's, you know, thing. And do you know what happened in the real, in the real world? Go on. The Smiths fan drove to the radio station, and then because he's a Smiths fan, yeah, he went home. He didn't do anything. He just went home because he's a Smiths fan. He just went home because. So anyway, it's a movie which kind of uses every awful Morrissey lyric cliche imaginable, and tries to turn it into something that is kind of, you know, profound and poignant. And it's just like. Somebody has written a script by using a random Smith's word generator and sticking a whole bunch of lines together and then playing a bunch of Smith songs, which, and of course, this is difficult for me because I used to love the well, Smiths. This is what I was going to ask you. Can love you, the can you still listen no. to the Smiths? You no. can't listen to them anymore. I haven't listened to them in a long time. I, I can't hear Morrissey's voice now without wanting to pull my ears off. Um, yeah, and it's a shame, isn't it? But it's, I mean, the person I feel really sorry for is Johnny Marr, yeah. because obviously Johnny Marr is, you know, responsible for more than half of why everything that's brilliant mm. about the Smiths. And I think it must be very difficult being Johnny Marr, watching your former partner in crime just walking around the world, destroying the legacy of something which a lot of people loved. Well, Johnny Marr now is, you know, he did the Bond soundtrack. Oh, yeah, no, no, Zimmer, no, like, he's no, fine. He's, no, he's doing... But it, I, I know what you're saying. Like, it must be an absolute shame. It's, it's a real shame. And there was that thing when, you know, Rick Astley was not Rick. Was it Rick Astley? Was it Rick Astley was singing, was on stage doing a, doing a sort of a Smith's tribute thing. And everyone went, hooray, we can like Morrissey's songs. <laughs> but the problem with the film is not just that I think Morrissey is an arse, which I do. Obviously. The problem with the film is that the film is terrible. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that Morrissey then tweeted that he approved of it was like, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and there we are, you know, I, it's absolutely awful. Whether you're a Smiths fan, I was a Smiths fan. I loved those tunes. Probably hurts I, even know, more. I remember driving through Rushome with uh, 
Ollie Fox and in my gold Ford Escort, which I bought off my brother, which ended up catching fire with a cassette of um, There Is A Light That Never Goes Out yeah. and driving, the, just you know, thinking, I love these songs. I love these songs. I love these songs. And then, and then Morrissey spoiled everything. And then this film came along and it was like, oh yeah, this is just awful. And it's airheads, but, but, but less funny. And it's just terrible. And of course, Morrissey likes it. <laughs> of course, he does. Yeah. So number that should two. Should be the quote on it. On the, of course, on the Morrissey likes it. Of course, Morrissey. Well, my my quote was, "It is exactly the film that Morrissey deserves." Yeah. And I will stand by that. So that's my number two. And incidentally, if you're a Morrissey fan and you want to tweet me and complain, please don't. Just yeah. Get a life. Yeah. You know what's stupid? Is you going to London, and leaving all of us behind. This could be the last time we ever see each other. You guys suck. It's like you're breaking up the band. They don't know, do they? No what? They don't know it's over. What's over? The Smiths broke up. What? What? No. no. You're telling me. I woke up hoping that everything might change for the better. Like, maybe today we'll be different, you know? Then I got home and I heard the news. A strange fear gripped me. Anyway, well, you've listened this far into the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So, so my, my least, number one. Yeah, my least favorite film of the year is Reminiscence. Ooh. Have you seen that film? The one with Hugh Jackman in it and. Uh, um, you hate it so much you've forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, which is kind of ironic. I don't think I know Reminiscence. It was directed... It's got Rebecca Ferguson in it. Okay. And um, and Hugh Jackman. And it's uh, uh, directed by Lisa Joy, I think her name is. Okay. Let's have a look. Let's make sure I'm right about this. So it was directed by Lisa Joy and uh, produced by Jonathan Nolan. Wow, and it's in cinemas right now. Oh, is it? It's oh. cu- currently playing at the Empire in Walthamstow. Oh wow, there we there we go. Well, I saw it in the summer at some point. Wow. Uh, it's so. Um, tell me about it, Jack. This is you're you're introducing me to a new treat. Okay. I have I haven't seen it. So um, they did a TV show called Westworld. Yes. Which I've only seen the first series of, but I okay. thought it was fantastic. Um, and it's definitely got that. I mean, Jonathan Nolan, obviously having being a Nolan has got similar kind of like vibes to his brother yeah. it's about kind of and of course he's worked with his brother yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. he's part yeah. of some of the films that we love yes yeah, exactly brother, so, yeah. Yeah. like Memento obviously yeah. was uh, is about memory and things like that and Reminiscence is a similar thing to that but on a larger more Inception kind of okay. scale so this is produced by Jonathan Nolan correct this is directed and written by Lisa Joy who he is married to and they're, they're, a part- they're partners in both filmmaking and in life and it stars Hugh Jackman Rebecca Ferguson Tandy Newton and Cliff Curtis that's yes. a good cast it is um, so what's the what's the story Jack so it's difficult to try and uh, sum it up but basically it's a mystery in a in the in, a, in the mind it's like you have to go back through memories in order to try and solve the okay. mystery and it's kind of a noir kind of vibe to it where um Hugh Jackman is trying to recall something. I, I, this is it. It's like it's so 
muddled in my head because all I can remember are all the sort of like bad I think pieces it's so, of it. It's so brilliant that you can't remember a film I know, called Reminiscence. I know. Isn't that just so <laughs> ironic? It's so brilliant. I mean, I'm already. I'm just reading on the Wikipedia that it says it was a box office bomb, grossing 15 million worldwide against its 110 million dollar budget. Well, you say box office bomb, but at the time that we're speaking, is currently playing in Walthamstow. So, <laughs> so hey, you know, you take your box office bomb and stick it, frankly. Yeah. So, I mean, the 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 I I maybe should have done a little bit more sort of. Re- <laughs> But like I, a, I ju- a, b- a bit more homework on it, but like I literally, obviously saw it and went, "I'm going to forget about that." But I think it's because mostly it's got a really interesting premise where it's like Inception, where you can go into memories the way that you, in Inception you can go into dreams. Yeah. But the way that they do it, and the way that it's structured, and the way that it's like um, even presented to you, like the technology, the way that it's designed within the movie, I just kind of don't buy. And it's obviously like. Um, the way it's used kind of the way that cinema is like you can project memories the way that you can project a film and sometimes they do it in this kind of interesting beaded curtain kind of way where all the beads are representative of like a different almost like a different pixel and it kind of forms an image that way but then in one of them they use this old technology that literally projects it like a film onto a screen and I was like this is a bit it's a bit uh, you're making it sound interesting interesting. but then (laughs) then the thing literally the worst film you've seen this year yeah I really didn't like it at all all. I, re- I thought it was really poor and like it's it's a bit schlocky like the romance in it is very like it's it's almost like erotic fiction romance like it's almost like pushing it so far that like okay. Rebecca Ferguson's the woman in the red dress kind of vibe um I, I yeah again I should have done more homework for this but there's like a moment in it I love the fact this is all staying yeah. in the podcast yeah. but hey, can I just say one, one thing that's really interesting is we are so much less interested in the films we don't like yeah. than the films we do yeah. like. And I actually think this is a turn for the better. Because, you know, quite a lot of the time people say, oh, you know, I just want to hear your reviews for the ones you hate. And as you are demonstrating, the films that are really rubbish, you just, you just can't remember. Yeah, you, you let just, them go. You can't, you know, it's I like... just remember going to the to the pub afterwards with the friends of, of mine who were there with me and just talking about it at, at, at length, about like, this didn't work and this didn't work and why... And just even like conceptually, the idea of like going into a memory and then not being able to... Like, you, you, you're just letting it play out, but you're there. And, was, and then, coincidentally, I ended up seeing a Rick and Morty episode a new Rick and Morty episode that was coming out that did the same concept of going back through a memory where he meets a previous version of himself and he fi- figures out oh I'm a mem- I'm well, how you remember me to be okay. and it's like that inception thing of oh we're figuring out that we're in that now and, we're, and we can break it and use it to our advantage in a sort of matrix way okay. and this film just d- it doesn't it okay. just, it's just boring Jack I'm going to do something which I think is quite cool. interesting okay my number one worst film of the year mm. Stardust. It's the David Bowie film, which yes. has got no David Bowie lyrics, no David Bowie music, of no course. David Bowie wit, no David Bowie star. It's just rubbish. And I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah. So here's a really interesting thing. Where is... I mean, I mean this because I'm gen- genuinely fascinated by this. We have... We're not that interested in films that we don't like. And I wonder whether that is a sign of something positive okay when we were talking about the films that we loved we were enthusing and we were you know blah 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 but if you think a film is really poor mm-hmm. it's actually i mean there are films that there are films that make you angry there are films that that that, that you know make you kind of you, you worked up 
But actually, with this list that we've just done, it's like we just we just not that bothered. Yeah, it just didn't do it for me. And like I remember it not doing it for me, and that's that's it, isn't it? Yeah, and I think you're right. I don't know if it's a sign of the times or or anything like that where we don't need any more negativity or any more like anything to complain a, about. Do you or... think we've just become nice? I hope so. I've always thought you were nice. Oh, I'm not nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think you're right. Of that. I think you're right that there is something, uh, and it's nice that you've acknowledged it. That like there is something about the fact that it's less interesting to complain about films and 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 i also like with with lisa joy as a filmmaker for example wouldn't say oh i wouldn't ever see one of her films again i'd just be like this one just didn't work for me this is like when i was saying about the director of silent night yeah i think she might make something brilliant Mm. i mean i i remember hating meet the feebles Okay, the Peter Jackson film. It right. was a really. I thought it was a mean. You're smiling because you're a fan of Meet the Feebles. Never seen. Okay, it. fine, fine. So Peter Jackson made bad taste, you know, and a bunch of things that I like, but he made Meet the Feebles, and I thought it was a mean spirited, cruel, nasty little film. And Peter Jackson then went on to make Heavenly Creatures, and which I think is one of the greatest films ever made, and the Lord of the Rings movies, which I absolutely love. Of course, and. He's Peter Jackson, for God's sake. Yeah. You know, uh, so it is perfectly possible for somebody to make a film that is absolutely terrible and then make something that is absolutely brilliant. What's worse is making a film that you just don't care about, that yeah. you just go... And what's fascinating about Reminiscence, you can't remember it and I've never seen it. And I think, <laughs> actually... Is it, is it real? <laughs> I think, therefore, you win that it must be the worst movie of the year because it's, like, literally gone... Completely off everyone's radar. Yeah, I think Rebecca Ferguson's probably happy that it did as well because she had Dune in the same year. Oh yeah, which of course is absolutely brilliant. Is stunning. And like, if we were doing a bigger list as well, like, would should have been spoken about. And I bet some people are disappointed that we haven't spoken about Dune together. Well, we, you know, we will talk. We, have, yeah. we, we this isn't the last time we're going to be together. I, I, I mean, are we breaking up? Is this, no, 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 no. Just to be clear. <laughs> well, I think that's really encouraging. Yeah, I think there we go. What a nice note to end on. Yeah. Uh, doing the the negative side of the list, but ending on a positive note. Which is that we're actually not that bothered about things we don't like anymore. Now, I we- do need to rush off and see Spider-Man again now. Oh, I do. what time does it start? It's Well, it starts in, probably in about 10 minutes. Okay. In Jack- Leicester Square, so I need to run. Okay. It's been lovely to see you. Lovely to see you as well. I hope I'll you have a great Christmas. And you. And, and everybody I'll, listening as everyone, well. Everyone you've... listening has already had a great Christmas because yeah. this is a now going out and it's probably the new year. Yeah. The apocalypse has probably Who happened. Knows? Who don't knows? Don't look up. <laughs> That's right. Don't look up. <laughs> and Jack, always remember, you know what it's about? Family. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I literally have to run. Go, 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 go. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. I'll see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 